What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Scott and I are gearing up for season three, and we wanted to put out a little filler episode before we get started on that next week. And Scott, today we're going to be talking about one of our nine, now eight, rental properties out in South Bend, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's going to be 603 South Warren Street. Yes, sir. Now, Scott, what's a little bit on the background of this place? Yeah, so... So just a refresher for anybody who isn't already aware, when we bought nine properties in South Bend, we bought our first four pack in September, we closed in end of September, Yep. Uh, and then we bought another five pack actually uh, in October. So this was part of the five pack. Uh, looking back, we bought this set uh, maybe quicker than we should have in the sense of... Uh, due diligence. I don't think this is a bad deal. I think we might have been able to predict more had we been a bit more thorough. And we're going to talk about that in season three. That's the cool part about this. Um, But Warren uh, was a big five bedroom house in a not good area. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. And the, I guess, yeah, like you mentioned, it being five bedrooms and two bathrooms. Mm -hmm. While all other eight of our properties up until that point are, are two either three. two two bedroom one bath or a three bedroom one bath. So this mm-hmm. house was massive, yeah. And, and we knew going into it, like you said, that this was probably uh, like the rotten fruit mm-hmm. <laughs> of the bunch. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, we we bought this five pack right, and it was currently occupied. Like everything we bought was occupied when we bought it, right? Let's go back to before we bought it. Okay. There were warning signs even before. Okay. So when, remember when we flew out in October, mm-hmm. the first or September, the first problem we saw was they wouldn't let us in, right? That's right. We stood out front and we had a scheduled appointment. We had planned ahead. We stood out front and with our broker, our contractor, our property manager, uh, we waited for like 20 minutes. We had a phone number. We called it a couple times. We knocked on the door. We walked the outside, but we never got inside before our purchase. That was the first warning sign. And at that point, would we have flown out that first time in September? We were under contract or officially closed on the first four. We weren't even closed. We were the weekend before we closed. So we were in escrow still on that original four. Yeah. And we weren't even in contract yet on that five. We were just going to take a peek at right. those at the same time. That's right. That's right. right. We had negotiations out for, I think at the time we were at like 160 or something like that. Yeah. Um, And that was the first warning sign. The, the only blessing about Warren was that it helped get our price down. So we got a 15,000 price reduction because we couldn't get inside a few properties, Warren being one of them. Yeah. That was the first warning sign. The other obviously being the big, big house, uh, in not a great area, you know, we knew that it wasn't really going to have the sales value that maybe the seller was trying to charge us for. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that background out of the way, you know, we, we leave South Bend, mm-hmm. you know, are still this deal for this five pack with this house is still under negotiation. And you mentioned we got the 15K price reduction mm-hmm. and we end up agreeing on a price for all five. Mm-hmm. And what was the price for all five? Now I think about it, we were at 150 and we got a price reduction down to 135. That's right, because, and we'll talk about, we're going to be breaking down all this even in more this detail. This is like a season, season three, three booster, because yeah. we talk about all of this in season three. So we end up buying 
all five for 135 but we also borrowed an extra twenty thousand dollars from from our private lender because we knew that these were going to be problems we had to solve yeah and we thought yeah we that, thought that would be enough the 20, we thought that would be enough so we were all into this five pack for 155 right and right. if we just do an even split among all those properties we're gonna be at 31,000. 31,000. I, I don't know if you guys can see this right here. We have a breakdown of what happens when we sell. So we'll get to each piece. But um, when we were calculating what the mortgage was, we just divided our bundle by five. That's how we came up with 31. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about after we close and kind of the story that we have with Warren. Cause we end up flying back out to South Bend in December. Mm -hmm. And at that point we owned all these five properties. So I remember we come back, we get through all these negotiations, we lock up the deal and we now own these five properties. Mm -hmm. I remember starting, there was a tenant in there and like most of our other stuff, kind of just out and dipped pretty yeah. quickly. So I, it's kind of cool. Let's talk about this a second. The difference between Indiana and California is the way that the tenant laws work. And yeah. for some reason <laughs> in Indiana, when a tenant doesn't like you, they leave. That's their solution, <laughs> which a California landlord hears that and goes, oh my gosh, that's, sign me up. <laughs> it's the best way to end a tenant relationship. Yeah. So we bought the property and before we even collected one rent from them, they, they dipped. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so that was the first time we got access to the property. And so at that point, before we flew out again in December, when we went and did that, the property had probably been vacant for about a month and we were just kind of unsure about what we wanted to do with it because we used some of that 20 grand extra that we borrowed. We were using that towards a couple other uh, properties and getting those out of the way. And then this property on Warren had to turn on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> the property on Warren was vacant for about a month and it was just sitting, sitting there. there. The biggest, the biggest problem with that too is that we didn't really have any homeless problem. It was just the weather. Yeah. And that's when we found out about bed bugs and things like that. So when we go back to South Bend for the second time in December, we're, we've, we own the place. So we've got the keys. People are we've out. owned it for three months. And we're able to finally get in in person and see the inside of this place. I mean, what... What was your first reaction? I know, I know what I thought, but <laughs> uh, the scariest part was that there was like a cockroach infestation on yeah. the thermostat that was on high. <laughs> so we paid a lot in utilities, utilities because we heated a big house in the middle of the cold winter for yeah. two and a half months. Yeah, but yeah, so we had to go get the pest guy. So we hired a pest control guy for like a thousand bucks. He had to go out spray the whole place, including for you know bugs and everything. That was the first uh, real big maintenance we had on it since it was vacant. Yeah. Um, but we were paying a debt service. And, and yep. other than that, those are the only two things we really paid for. Utilities, debt service, and um, just the pest the and pest. clean out. Yeah. We paid a clean out. Yeah. So to give you guys a sense of, I mean, we told you guys the thermostat filled with cockroaches. I mean, this place was in rough shape. So we were sitting there and we're kind of going through some exit strategies at that point when we were there i think we pretty much decided contrary to our first four pack or some of these smaller properties this is probably something we don't want to mm -hmm. hold on to and refinance and, and go through that whole burst strategy right so we decide on that and now our option is to sell it or, as is or flip it or flip it put even more put a ton of money into it and flip it yeah and 
to be completely transparent, like we were saying, we had used the majority of that 20000 extra we borrowed on, on all the... Like, well, let's describe it for a second. Yeah. We, we had uh, unexpected electrical and plumbing yeah. issues yeah. on other properties. And yeah. so we borrowed twenty grand, thinking we could put 10 of it towards this Warren property. Yeah. And uh, come to find out we had no money to put for Warren. So here we are on a cash crunch. And it it's kind of funny looking back at it because originally it seemed like kind of a blessing in disguise because we were running our numbers. I mean, we bought this place for 31,000 and us sitting down and kind of talking with our network and doing some analysis on the market. We thought that we could throw this place up at 50, at 50 grand as is. And 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 we were so confident that it was 50 grand was the right number. We posted on social media and we did a poll (laughs) and we said, would you rather fix the property up and sell it for 70 and make 20 grand exactly. or sell it for 50 and make 20 grand? And then we put this long second page <laughs> that was like, this is why this business is so lucrative because there's opportunities to avoid risk yeah. and all of that. So go, let, let's go over that one more time. So we could, we bought it for 30, 31. We could put it on the market. We believe we could have gotten 50 for it. At the time we thought we could get 50. Before commissions, closing costs, all that stuff. 20 grand right Boom. there or option number two is put 20, 20 grand, grand in into to, fixing it to get it valued at about 70 to value it at 70 so then we would be an all in at 50 and then we'd be looking to sell it at 70 those two 20s that, that's the same right there and so it was a pretty simple decision that we yep. were like we're not going to deal with it we're yeah. just going to sell this thing <laughs> and we end up putting it officially on the market january I think just 4th. past yeah just past the first of the year so january 4th yeah and now let's talk about how kind of how uh, derailed at how everything went kind of awol yeah um looking back listing a house in january isn't always the best usually people just spent all their money on christmas stuff and stuff like that and not, not to mention in South Bend, Indiana, with snowstorms and people being stuck in their houses, not being able to go anywhere. Right. They had that freeze. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of it. And then the other part was that it's a big house in poor shape. And those two things kind of combined to be more of a deterrent than we expected. And that played a big part. So we had a lot of showings over... I think we had three and, months. And, yeah. Ended up having over the course of three months, uh, like over 50 or 60 plus showings. Yeah. We place. had a lot, <laughs> but it required that somebody come in and make the right decisions. Yeah. And we got a lot of offers in the low thirties, um, which is where we bought it for. Yeah. So we were looking at it as at this point, how can we break even, you know, probably by February or March, we recognized like this is not going to make us 20 grand. We yeah. need to, be very cautious and just do our best to not lose money here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was the first part. Yeah. And like Scott mentioned, I mean, we had a crap ton of showings. I, I We had a ton, I mean, a decent amount of offers come in. Obviously, nowhere near the 50 we were expecting right. or, or wanted. Um, I think at one, one point or even twice, we were in the midst of negotiations, us trying to at least bring it up a little bit for mm-hmm. us to break even. Um, and then we end up with this buyer coming back who originally put in an offer. Yeah. And so they put in their offer at 38,000. Right. Yeah. And me and you sat down and we're like, okay, again, we kind of have two options here. We can accept the 38, run our numbers, make sure that that works for us and 
clean our hands and be done with this place. Or we we I think we budgeted we'd have to put in twenty five grand yeah. to get this thing yeah up into speed to after make, having it sit and right and to make it that. about fifteen grand in yeah. profit yeah but at that point I think you and I both were at a headspace where we knew let's just see what thirty eight looks like and this was what we came up with and I mean when we're sitting on a property for three months like you said I mean the heater had been running for a month and a half I mean and we had a, a lot a of lot other costs cost. yeah 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 so let's let's break down the costs that we had associated with so this. so here's how we this is how if you're ever in a situation where you're looking to sell if you're gonna break even this is how you calculate it you start first with your sales price and you look at how much do I have to pay off to my lender in this case thirty one thousand. What are my title and escrow fees, which are the cost of selling? Yep. And then it's important to go back and look at how much you owed in taxes, property tax, how much your commissions would be, and then what did you put into the property? This is where a lot of people start making mistakes. So, okay, you want to explain how we kind of came up with holding costs since yeah. you did that? Yeah, absolutely. So, we've got our mortgage, and that is the amount that we borrowed, which for this specific property, which was 31,000. What holding costs include is the one that the biggest thing is the interest that we're paying on that mortgage, the interest that we're paying to our private money lender month every month. single month. Yeah, yeah, month on month. Because regardless of if we're collecting rent or if whatever's yeah. up with the property, right. we still got to pay that. We still got to pay our private right. money lender. Right, we, we have a mortgage <laughs> out. And in this case specifically, this is somebody that we know this is a private lender who's who's working with us because of our reputation. Yep. And uh, so we never missed a payment. We were never late on a payment. Nope. That was a big part of making sure that this was a good deal. Yeah. And when running our and and other things that go into holding costs, real quick, uh, stuff like utilities and uh, whatever uh, stuff like that, right? Right. Insurance. Insurance. Yeah. So we didn't put insurance separate. Taxes is a different thing. Yeah. But insurance, we're paying fifty dollars a month. We do have our properties overinsured, mm-hmm. but in this case, it's specifically important to have your property overinsured because if it burnt down from a homeless person, you want to make sure that you can recoup your loss, yeah. uh, pay off your lender, and sell the property. Yep. That's a big part. And, and then, then repairs. Yeah. Yep. And so the only, like Scott had mentioned, the only thing that we had put into this property repair-wise, and we're, we're just classifying repairs as the pest work that we put in It was two things, there. that and a clean-out. And the clean-out, that's right. So we that's had to right. do, uh, pest work was about 800 bucks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, the clean-out. And the clean-out was 50 bucks. Yeah. So, and the important part was that we needed to clean it out and get it sprayed to put it on the market. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. those are two <laughs> simple things that make a big difference. Yeah. I bet if we had not done that, we would have sold for less. Yeah. Oh, and would have lost... Yeah, thousands even, of dollars yeah, because crazy. people overestimate the cost of that. Yeah, yeah. So now let's go. Now that we've gone over those, let's go over each line numbers number. So we've got sales price. We sat down and we agreed. Okay, you know we we ran through this and we were satisfied with how we were going to end up. Mm-hmm. So we agree on a sales price of thirty eight thousand dollars. As is ten day close, and that was a big part of it. That for was us a too. big part. We just wanted to be done, so we gave a discount really because this buyer was a true cash buyer. They were serious. No the, inspections, right? No inspections because they'd gone four times. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it the big part for us was we wanted a guarantee because if if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see we're already in the red. Yep. So that's a big part. Yep. So like we were talking about mortgage, we borrowed 31000 on this place. So each line item in red, we're subtracting from our sales price, and that gives us our profit. So we've got the thirty eight. 
we subtract our initial mortgage that we need to pay back to our mm -hmm. private money lender of 31. The cost of selling it, which yep. would be all of our commission, title, and escrow. Okay. We've got title and escrow at a little over $1,300, mm -hmm. $1,330.40. Uh, right. Right. And then commissions just totaled over $2,200. bucks. we have got $2,280. So we're talking, yeah, we're talking like 30, 33, yeah, 30, yeah. So you're looking at 3,500 just for the cost of selling it, which is why, um, that, that was a big part of how we didn't make it. Yeah. And then the cost of holding the property ended up being, what is this? Eight, eight and 18. Yep. So 35. Yeah. Yeah. So the cost of holding it was about the same cost as selling it. Yeah. And after that's all said and done, it, it, what we wanted to do when, when running this profit number yeah. is we could have left out, you know, our, our interest to our private money lender and stuff like that. We're going to technically said, yeah. You know. And technically say, you know, we made a profit and stuff like that, but we wanted to know our true all in and our true, true profit right. on it. And after it was all said and done on this place, we closed on March 23rd. I think right. March 23rd yeah. and we ended up losing a grand total of $138 and 47 cents on this place. And you can see Kate smiling because we learned a lot for $138. Um, first off we popped uh sparkling cider we did. with our lender <laughs> and cause they had to come in and sign and with our notary and we were laughing because there's very few times that you'll see somebody smiling about losing money. But in this case, we kind of actually felt like this was a good learning experience. We knew from the start that it wasn't a good property. So yeah. I'm glad that we didn't have a false expectation, even if at one point we did. When yeah. we started, we did not. Yeah. And obviously, negative uh, $138.47 sounds a hell of a lot different than making $20,000 right. on the sale of a property. And it, the lessons learned though are important. Like we didn't ever count that 20 grand in our pocket. Yep. It's why we weren't sad yeah. because we didn't think like, oh, 20 grand is going to be in our pocket, you know, in a month and a half. Like we just don't think that way yeah. to us. We were like, okay, Hey, great news. We're done. You know, we lost $138. What we really lost more than anything, or I guess you could say invested because we came out with learning lessons mm -hmm. was our time. Yeah. I think we spent yeah. more time trying to make the decisions of what to do and managing what we were doing than the cost of $138. Yeah. But like you were saying, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I could care less about losing $138 mm -hmm. on this property because of what you were saying, all of the learning experiences that yeah. we pulled from that and yeah. being able to take everything from that moving forward on any other properties we buy or sell out there. I, I mean, it, it more than makes up for its value yeah. of losing $138. Yeah. And, and I don't think either of us are super sad about it. We no. both laugh. I mean, I wish we yeah. both wish we would have made 20 grand, but oh, of course at the end of the day, uh, being able to take the learning lesson is important. Um, knowing how to calculate a loss now when people talk to us, we can say honestly that it's not always uh, sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, when it rains, we knew how to handle it. And uh, that's important. I think our lender who has 155000 uh, invested into us, who took a risk, yeah. sees that we made them whole even when we weren't making money. Um, and at the end of the day, I think this was a really good exercise for us to just see what... what uh, you know, plan B looks like. Yeah. And something that popped into my head, right. When you were just talking and something I think ties into this perfectly. 
We just saw um, today uh, one of our mentors, Jason Pritchard, posted uh, some content on his story mm-hmm. about a property that he's having issues with here in Fresno, one of his rental properties. Way worse than ours. And what, but to you know, kind of speed things up a little bit, what Jason essentially said uh, in these stories was, you know, hey, you know, my prop, my project manager is kind of frustrated. I'm frustrated with how kind of how all this stuff is going. But you got to remember, at the end of the day. This is what we, the two of us, signed up for. Right. right? We right. we signed up for this, knowing that it is what the, it is. The worst it can happen, and it, mm-hmm. it, it's learning from that. Like we were saying, brushing it off and taking having, it and moving having on. money available yeah. to make sure that when things go wrong, you're ready. Yeah. I, the great thing here was that we didn't have to, because here we lost 138 dollars, but we already clarified we actually made money when we sold it we got yeah. a check for like 2500 yeah, bucks. yeah but what the big benefit here was was that we didn't have to write a check for 10 grand to make our lender whole yep and that's that's a big part too yeah. i think we'll learn a big lesson when that day comes and it will it, yeah. um and in the meantime this is awesome in the sense that like for 138 dollars and eight months of our or seven months of our time we learned more than any of our other properties we've had so far. Oh, a thousand percent. And I mean, one of the big things that I think about too, I mean, regarding this property, you know, our rentals, mm-hmm. real estate investing as a whole, or like uh, whatever situation you're going through, like it, it can always be worse. It could have always gone a lot worse than right. this. So I mean, and we feared it would. I mean, we're, yeah. we were pretty happy that we were able to get a 38 grand. Yeah. At and one point, we were really seriously considering like... Like a 33 like a, through 35 offers. Right. I mean, and that would have are all in thousands of dollars lost. Right. right. So right. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we, we may have come in technically in the red, but I think we, we kind of came out on, at least on top in the sense of... The education, the educate, the education. Yeah. You couldn't pay 140 no. bucks to anybody and learn what we learned. No, and uh, you know, we also as partners, we always talk about uh, work. You know, when you buy property with partners, you have to understand that like you need to know how the other person's going to react in the worst case scenario. Yep, this wasn't the worst case scenario, but it wasn't ideal. And I think you and yeah. I both saw how the other person, you know, responded, and we both had moments where one of us was more upset about it than the other, and then you know, we were able to talk and be like. Well, why are we upset about this? Like yeah. we knew that this was a possibility when we bought Warren and mm-hmm. now here we are and yeah. we're more cautious now on our purchases. We're better at advising other people too. You know, we're both very adamant, like get a home inspection done if possible. Yeah. yeah. Don't just buy stuff without checking. Yeah. Um, but overall it, it's been worth it and our other properties are going great. And when people ask about South Bend, I'll say I sold one of my properties and you know, if they ask, I'll say, yeah, I lost a little bit of money and, yeah. And I don't have any shame in it because it was it was like we said it's a it was a, a winning opportunity when it came to the education. And not only was it a learning experience for us, but when we have you know like you, the example you mentioned, people ask like, "Hey, how's everything doing out in South Bend?" I mean, I, I'm not here, you're not here, we're not here to hide anything or kind of put on a false persona. Like this is legit. The this numbers, is exactly this what is exactly. I wrote we, this out yeah. one day when we were doing our analysis. On, so. Uh, April 22nd, like yeah. a couple of days before we close. <laughs> so if we're going to take that and if it can provide anybody else a learning experience, what we've gone through, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just helping more people by sharing that experience with people who yeah. are going out there and looking to do the same thing. Yeah. We, uh, we wanted to do this episode just before we put out season three um, as a small teaser of kind of why we're going to be talking about out-of-state investing. 
Um, over the last six months, we've gotten a lot of experience. We've worked yeah. with a lot of people. We've met people. We've traveled uh, to two different states to meet people. Uh, three, three states. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're here now to share as much as we can about investing out of state. We're hoping to become more experienced over the next few years, but we're going to bring in guys uh, from near and far who are experienced, who have a lot of knowledge. And we're going to talk about things like this. So that way you guys don't have to worry and learn it yourself. And when the day comes, you'll be able to reach out to us and know that we've uh, we've probably done it too. So we're excited. Starting next week, we're going to have season three coming out. We've got a great lineup. Hopefully it's going to span through most of summer. Yep. And at that point, uh, we will be taking a brief pause again and hitting it again later in the end of the year for season four. But the season three is going to be pumped. What do you think? I'm excited, man. I think we mentioned in season two a little bit of what we were doing out of state wise and, and went over a little bit of numbers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, stuff from when we first flew out or even first thought about investing out of state. I mean, it's a night and day difference. And I'm pumped to be able to share that with everybody, mm-hmm. bring people in who can, you know, help walk everybody through. If you guys are looking to do the same uh-huh. thing, you know, get yourself and your future family on the track to financial freedom through, you know, this avenue of rental properties. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a really, really great season for everybody. Yeah. And with COVID and everything wrapping up, I think different states are doing doing things differently and that's going to play a part. We'll share our knowledge about what Indiana has been doing to change and uh, we're ready to share as much as we can. So we're excited. This is going to be coming out uh, hopefully today. Yep. Uh, And by next week, plan on seeing the uh, new season. There we go. All right, guys, thanks for joining us on a Friday. We will talk to you guys soon and have a great weekend.